0: DeAndre Hopkins has finally, finally picked a team. We discuss his fantasy value and his dynasty value next. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast
1: Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madju.
0: Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL. That is linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can follow her on Twitter at Kate Majuk. Kate. DeAndre Hopkins it's, it's taken a little bit but he has finally found a home in Tennessee with the Titans what's your just initial gut reactions to this move
1: my initial gut reaction was what yeah like that that was really my my total my total reaction here and it's on both sides right so like the Tennessee Titans are I mean not a great team but you suddenly look at this move for DeAndre Hopkins and you have to think that that's signaling that they feel like they're competitive right now. And that's not exactly how we've looked at them. That's not the lens uh, at which we've looked at this team. Like the quarterback situation is an absolute disaster. Like they have so much to work on, but the, the move for DeAndre Hopkins, you have to imagine that, they have some intentions of being in the conversation and it's not that hard to envision them competing because they are in the AFC South.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, and they might have the best coach in the AFC South and Mike Rabel. Like we love Mike Rabel. So we're going to talk about the Titans as a whole in a little bit, but as for Hopkins in his dynasty value right now, uh, according to dynasty league football, he has wide receiver 38. I got to believe that's going to go up a little bit because once I mean, now that we know the destination, but he's always been a volume receiver. Is this the offense that can get him that type of volume?
1: I don't know, but the thing is Marcus, there's just no target competition here. So like we'll, we'll talk about trail on Burks and the, the effect that this might have on his prospects as a wide receiver one, but Generally speaking, like Traylon Burks, I don't think of, you know, as, as the, the centerpiece, the cornerstone of any NFL offense. And he shouldn't be, but DeAndre Hopkins, like, I I think he is the perfect kind of addition where, you know, like based on lack of target volume, I do think that, you know, maybe he's not going to hit 160 targets every year, but I do think it's within the realm of possibility, given the cast of characters they've put together that, like 130, 140 targets seems about right. And if they get the run game right, if DeAndre Hopkins is healthy, um, if the perfect storm comes together, like we might actually see some efficiency out of DeAndre Hopkins. And maybe this could be less of a volume-based situation. But again, there's so many variables here.
0: So the good news is that at least with Brian Tannehill under center, we've seen him – you know, support a really good receiver before an A.J. Brown. Now, A.J. Brown was never – he never got a million targets or whatever, but he was a very efficient receiver. You could do worse than Ryan Tannehill as a starting quarterback, right, for your number one receiver to be attached to. The problem is you could do a lot better, and there's a chance that by midseason or maybe by week 13, as we're kind of getting close to the fantasy playoffs, that it's Will Levis, right, and that's what scares me a little bit because if you told me, hey, it's Ryan, Ryan Tannehill for 17 games, I think I would be a lot more excited about DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. But with the possibility of Will Levis starting a handful of games, I don't know. I don't know what to think.
1: That That's the interesting thing, right? And, like, DeAndre Hopkins is DeAndre Hopkins. He is a wide receiver one, and he is the type of wide receiver that will elevate the play of your quarterback. Like, Traylon Burke's not, not there, at least yet. Uh, but in DeAndre Hopkins, five games with Kyler Murray last season, averaged 20 PPR points per game uh, over 90 receiving yards per Mm -hmm. game, almost 10 targets per game. Like his, he was more efficient when Kyler Murray was on the field, but it's those splits in the games without him that of course have us, have us concerned 63 uh, receiving yards per game uh, without Kyler Murray under center. uh, Just, he struggled and you know what? He had at least 10 targets and every single one of those games, uh, had zero touchdowns, uh, in that span without Kyler Murray. Like we just saw a big drop in that efficiency. So what do we expect, uh, outside of Ryan Tannehill? I don't know. And that is going to be the question mark, but I kind of feel like those question marks are going to make him a value. It, It, when push comes to shove, um, like, yeah, I, I still think DeAndre Hopkins has it in him to be uh, at the very lowest, uh, you know, a high-end upside wide receiver too uh, with wide receiver one upside on any given week.
0: The Titans have had a very interesting history with some of these receivers that are past their prime but trying to squeeze a couple of good years uh. out of them. Randy Moss, Andre Johnson, Julio Jones, the most recent one. Is there any fear at all that DeAndre Hopkins is, I don't want to say wash because that's that's just mean, but like we've, we're kind of past the days of him being a difference maker.
1: I, I don't have those concerns whatsoever. Um, it, like DeAndre Hopkins, he is a wide receiver. We know wide receivers uh, can generally play much longer into their careers. But again, like when we saw DeAndre Hopkins play with a competent quarterback last year, he was producing as an elite wide receiver, I, you know, those, those 90 receiving yards uh, 90 plus receiving yards per game. I, I mean, he very well, it could have been on pace for like a 1500 yard season. Uh, if we pace that out over 17 games like this, I, I don't think, um, I don't think he's washed. I think he's been kind of a victim of, of some bad situations. It's just a question of whether or not, the Titans can be the cure for that. And I do think as long as Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback, yes, fine. But once he steps off the field, you have to be very, very concerned. But
0: well, I, I would also say, Kate, the difference between Hopkins compared to those other receivers I just mentioned you know, Randy Moss, physical freak, Julio Jones, physical freak, Andre Johnson was six foot two, 230 pounds, and ran in the four fours. Hopkins has never been that athletic. Like, he ran in the mid four fives coming out of school. Like, his game just has never been based off speed. It's been route running, being able to play in contested catch situations. So maybe his, those his giant
1: triple XL, XXXL, yes. XXXL hands like, best uh, hands in the league, man.
0: Yes. I'm thinking that there's a possibility that his game ages a little bit better than those players. Yeah. Yes. But. Yes. We should also look at some of the trends like over the last three years, you know, averaging just over 11 yards per catch. He's just not going to be somebody that makes a lot of plays after the catch. So he does need that target volume. And I do think in Tennessee, while the rest of the target competition isn't great, it's just how many times in an ideal world is this Titans team going to be throwing the ball like 25, 26 times?
1: I mean, I, I think those are all extremely valid concerns and it, you know, we, uh, you know, even from like an efficiency standpoint, it last year, yards after the catch per reception, like every single year we've started to see, uh, you know, over the last three years, a, a decline in, you know, his PFF receiving grade yards, per like everything has, has declined. But I also, I find it really hard to hold that 2022 season against him when, there were a lot of other factors at play sure. here. And, it, you know, I think, I do think his game will age just a, a bit better, Um, you know, than, than maybe some of those receivers who are, you know, you know, their game is based on the athleticism and, and not necessarily like those small things that Deandre Hopkins does absolutely perfectly
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: that sets him apart from some of these wide receivers. I just think, like when he's on the field, I don't see a world in which he's not at least a wide receiver too. Like I think he is a buy. Uh, and the the biggest issue is we're going to have to try to figure out where this market actually lands. And what is the price tag for DeAndre Hopkins look like? Because I think I haven't seen any dynasty trades yet uh, in any of my leagues where DeAndre Hopkins has actually been traded since this trade. But I have to imagine that he's still going to be a value as long as he's on the field.
0: The player that I think is going to be impacted the most from the signing of DeAndre Hopkins is Traylon Burks. What is his current dynasty value? We get to that next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's so easy to create a job post. You just put, you put it on there and then all you have to do is add your job. And then the purple hiring hashtag, uh, the purple hashtag hiring frame, excuse me, to your LinkedIn profile to help spread the word that you're hiring simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash That is linkedin.com slash to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we are back here in the Lockdown Dynasty podcast talking about the addition of DeAndre Hopkins. I want to talk about Traylon Burks, the first-round pick from the 2022 draft. Uh, up until this week, he was being drafted as wide receiver 23. I got a feeling that's going to fall a little bit, Kate, and I am buying Traylon Burks. What are your thoughts here?
1: I'm all over buying Traylon Burks, and this it really just comes from this idea that, like, Traylon Burks loved him coming out of the, the draft a true athletic freak when you look at his size and what he can actually do um you know in the speed he has especially in relation to his size uh after the catch he's an absolute monster uh, i think that the addition of deandre hopkins it takes off a lot of that pressure for maybe burks to be you know a, a true alpha wide receiver one uh, you know let deandre hopkins play along the outside and get Traylon Burks back playing in the slot a bit more and, and let him do those things that he's really good at, like getting the ball in his hands and seeing what the heck he can do, uh, in the open field, especially once you've got an established run game and a true wide receiver to, to divert some of that coverage. I think this is going to be Traylon Burks, uh, moment to shine. Honestly, the, the pressure's off. And it, this is an opportunity, I think, to to help him do what he does best, which is that, that yak ability that makes mm-hmm. him so special and made him so special uh, to have this team invest in him in the first round in 2022.
0: Yeah, I, I think this is perfect, right? You can now play Hopkins on the outside. You have a viable threat there. You're going to run the ball. And now Burks becomes the guy that you move all around in the formation. I, I think the Titans are going to play a lot of two wide receiver sets, And again, Hopkins will be the X. And then, you know, Burks is the guy that you motion in the backfield. You have him line up as a tight end. You play him in the slot, make him that kind of power slot where he's getting matched up against linebackers and safeties. Again, this is, it's really a one-year signing for DeAndre Hopkins. We'll see if he makes it to year two, but I don't don't think this should impact your thoughts on Traylon Burks and Dynasty at all. Now, I understand some people like in redraft leagues were hoping that he was just going to get a million targets. I just don't ever think that was realistic. Like he was just never going to get 120 targets. I think now 80 to 90 targets still realistic, but maybe more efficient. And maybe, you know, we see him have these stretches where he, he's averaging 60 yards from scrimmage every single week. I, I'm still buying trail on Burks. Anytime I can get him outside the top 20, 22 receivers.
1: Yeah. I think this is just a moment where, um, you know, you, you, you buy the dip, because uh, I I don't think there's a ton, there's not a ton of risk, right, with Traylon Burks. Like no. w- when you look at uh, what his ADP is probably going to do, it's going to drop, of course. Um, wide receiver only a couple spots. I'm gonna
0: assume, right?
1: Yeah, it, it, like, but we're still talking about a 23 year old wide receiver uh, going into his second season in the NFL, and you know, as we have like Chigaconquo and and this. Offense actually starts to develop, and we get some more weapons. Like all of that, that pressure, I think, is going to be a huge weight off trail on Burks. And you know, I I didn't necessarily think he was like the most polished and refined wide receiver coming out of Arkansas. I think this is an opportunity for him to uh, it, it, enjoy some of that. That he's lack not going to be pressure. pushed into
0: a role that he's not ready for, right? It just yes, feels like, like this it, is so it much felt better like for him,
1: it felt like it was like a premature. Um, like I, I know, the team basically swapped. Uh, you know, well, t- AJ Brown for for Traylon Burks straight up. But obviously, like Traylon Burks was not in that tier, and he was not nearly ready uh, to no. assume the role of wide receiver one. He's not to the point where he can elevate a quarterback's play like a DeAndre Hopkins can, and that's going to be so good for the offense all around. It's going to be good for Derrick Henry um, to have some other threat. Besides Derrick Henry on yes. the field, it's going to be huge for the entire team. But um, anything with like Chig or. Well, is- I was actually
0: going to mention him because I do think it maybe hurts him a little bit just because we're going to see Hopkins get, you know, a lot of targets. Burks is clearly going to be second in the pecking order. I do think it. Hurts Chig a little bit, um, you know, one of the values that we, uh, one of the things that we liked about him so much and why he, we thought he was a value was because he was so efficient last year, on unlimited targets. Now, I just wonder, is he going to be like too inconsistent week to week where you're just never going to feel comfortable starting him because you don't know, hey, is this a three target game for him? Is it a seven target game for him? Is it based off of whether we think they're going to be down in a lot of games I do think this knocks him maybe a little bit.
1: Yeah. I I think that's fair. You know, part of what made him so exciting was definitely that potential for, uh, the target volume. And, you know, I do think like we, we should be very encouraged by his efficiency. Uh, so, you know, maybe to, to hit that like tight end one fringe, uh, you know, spot, Mm -hmm. he might not need a ton of targets if he continues to be efficient. Deandre Hopkins, I do think is going to help that efficiency, um, it there's a lot there's a lot of things to consider here. Um, one last thing before we we take our next break, what about Ryan Tannehill? Because could DeAndre Hopkins be the thing that makes Ryan Tannehill a potential value in superflex leagues as your QB two?
0: Do you know where Ryan Tannehill is being drafted in, uh, in dynasty leagues right now? Uh, probably close to undrafted. Yeah, he, he he's not. He's not being drafted yeah. at all. So, uh, sure. I mean, I think I think what this says to me more than anything is that the Titans are going to try to be competitive, right? Mike Frabel does not like to lose. He's got a little bit of that Mike Tomlin in him. Like, he's going to drag his team to be competitive at the, at the end of the season by hook or by crook, right? Like, he's going to figure it out. And I think Ryan Tannehill gives them the best shot to do it. We know he's athletic. We know he's can run. We know, we've know we seen him be very efficient before. He led the NFL in uh, passer rating and yards per attempt back in 2019. Now, that was with Arthur Smith running the offense. But I do think there's a chance for Ryan Tannehill to be like a sneaky good QB2 this year if the offensive uh-huh. line can hold up. If, if the
1: offensive – hey, he's got he's got a little bit of wheels, but – Back in 2020, 2021, back-to-back finishes as a top-12 quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Um, Obviously, it it wouldn't be a stretch. 2022, but... eh?
0: It would not be a stretch to see him be like the 15th best quarterback in fantasy this year, and nobody's going to love playing him. Nobody's going to be excited about drafting him or trading for him. (laughs) But, But you could do a whole lot worse than Ryan Tannehill as your super flex quarterback, and I think that's... I think that's probably ultimately what DeAndre Hopkins was looking at. Like, hey, do I go to a bad situation with a bad quarterback? Or do I go with a decent quarterback and get paid a lot of money? Yeah, let's do that. That sounds like a a pretty good plan. Kate, I want to talk to you about the rest of this Titans offense. And if we're just in on it or kind of out as we get closer to the season, we will get to that next. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen every day. Uh, every dayers, Matt and Ryan will be back on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, they're going to continue to talk about some season strategies, so make sure you guys tune in for that. Kate, you and I will be back on Thursday, and I believe maybe Friday this week. We'll, we still have to iron out all those details, but we're, we're going to see you guys all week long. Kate, to wrap up here, I want to talk about just this offense as a whole. Do you think the Titans are going to be a really bad offense or do you think there's a chance that, you know, maybe we see Derrick Henry finishes a top 5 or 6 running back again? Maybe we see this offense, you know, outperform expectations a little bit.
1: I do think this team is going to outperform expectations. I think there's a lot like I mean DeAndre Hopkins, I like I don't want to overstate this enough. He changed everything. Like he, he did he completely changes the perception of this entire team from quarterback uh down to you know their second and third wide receivers like suddenly Kyle Phillips as your Wide receiver three doesn't seem as bad when you have DeAndre Hopkins exactly. as your wide receiver.
0: You just player. knock everybody down a rung and it suddenly looks so much better.
1: It looks a lot different. Now, it, we saw like a slight improvement in the Tennessee Titans Super Bowl betting odds over on FanDuel Sportsbook. They're at plus 6,000 now. Um, I, I believe like last week, before we really got into these rumblings, uh, I want to say they were around like the plus 8,000 mark. So we are seeing a little bit of improvement in their Super Bowl odds, not much. Um, but I do think the fact that like this, this team is, is suddenly kind of coming together is, is great. Uh, the biggest thing for me is definitely going to come down to the offensive line. Like there's, there's so many issues there. I don't know, uh, you know, if we're going to see same old Derek Henry, luckily, like it, it just takes one stiff arm and he's gone. Um, but he could be facing a lot of stiff yeah. arms uh, if if the offensive line uh, allows contact for him right out of the gate, and I think that's a real possibility here. But uh, there's no doubt that I think like they they very easily could outperform expectations. Well, it's not like can- the defenses here in the AFC South are are no. anything to write home about either.
0: And remember, they almost won the division last year with Josh Dobbs starting the last two games of the season, right? Like their quarterback situation was so bad because Tannehill was out. Remember that Malik Willis started two games. Absolutely horrendous. Josh Dobbs played, and that was actually pretty good in that game against Jacksonville. They were not far away from hosting a home playoff game last year. And I know everybody's in on Jacksonville this year for good reason. They've got the best quarterback in the division. They've got a lot of exciting playmakers but this Titans team just finds ways to keep games close. And I think that's why I'm still a little bit in on this offense is I just don't see them being a non-competitive team. I see them being in a lot of close games, being able to stick with the run, being able to be balanced on offense. And I think with with Henry, with Hopkins, and now Burks giving them, you know, maybe six or seven touches a game, giving them an explosive element to the, this offense – I kind of think everybody across the board might be undervalued here in Tennessee.
1: Yeah. And I I hate to say it because now I I feel like I'm going to jinx it, but in my redraft leagues, I'm probably going to have a lot of Tennessee Titans, which is not something I wanted to say heading into the 2023 season, but but they're cheap. They're cheap. You got to chase And You know what? Like the same thing for the Houston Texans. Like we, we had this conversation back when we did our dynasty buy sells. Uh, for the Texans and you look at the potential value there you you look at the team it's not a sexy team you don't no. expect them to be over overly competitive but that tends to be where really nice buy windows come for some of these dynasty assets when you believe in the talent um, and I think that might be what we see here with the Tennessee Titans like even will Levis a guy I was I think a little bit higher on for fantasy mm-hmm. than uh, some of our other Locked On Dynasty cohorts, including yourself, because um, I, I really like some of that like mobility. He's got the arm strength, but the mobility cannot be understated. And suddenly, if he's throwing to DeAndre Hopkins, that gives me a little bit more hope sure. that he might be able to pull together a, a decent fantasy game and supplement enough on the ground that suddenly he's kind of intriguing. Like, I I... There's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of question marks, but I, I don't think there's a ton of risk investing in this team from a dynasty perspective. That sure go go trade for a, a Traylon Burks, a Chigga like 'cause like you, you don't really know what this is. You could be no. sitting on a gold mine. Uh,
0: yeah, and there's just a chance because I'm gonna keep saying this. Mike v- Vrabel's pedigree is so good that he just makes this team competitive. What if the Titans? do win the AFC South and they're up in a lot of these games. And all of a sudden that offense offense is getting back to being as efficient as it was in 2018 and 2019. Maybe we'll see it. We'll do uh, who knows, but this is a team that I'm at least very intrigued with kind of going into training camp, going into the preseason. I'm going to be curious to see how the signing of Deandre Hopkins shifts the value values of Tana Hill, Burks, Derrick Derek Henry, and the rest of the supporting cast uh, over the next month or so that is it for today's show we want to thank you for making locked on dynasty your first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms go check out our show on youtube as well go follow kate on twitter at kate Majuk. i'm at marcus underscore mosher matt and ryan will be right back here tomorrow and we'll see you guys later this week